Bedford, 32 in Roanoke, Danville, and Salem, 32 in Appomattox, and in Amherst. 706 on the morning jam. Number of the morning. What, what, <laughs> 706 on the morning jam. Uh, speaking of weather, our weather meteorologist is on the line right now. Good morning, Matt. Hey, good morning, everybody. Hey, it's chilly out there this morning, but a little bit warmer this afternoon, which will be nice. A lot of sunshine on the way for today. Well, you are a walking forecast. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well, uh, winter. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say you you just bring a fun, peppy view of the weather. I just I, I get to open up your audio file every morning and. You're just chipper, yeah. man. You helped get my day started. I just want you to know <laughs> and that. And you're chipper no matter how bad the weather is, right. which is which is kind of nice. Hey, so tell us what we can expect. Okay, so uh, I've had a lot of people uh, when I'm out and about asking about the winter outlook. And, and so what I did was I put together some information yesterday, and I really dug deep into long range and what we call teleconnections. So The main driving factor for this winter's weather is going to be the El Nino. And what the El Nino means, it is above average water temperatures in the Pacific Ocean. So that's what we've got going on right now. They've been heating up all summer long. And what that does is because the Pacific Ocean is so big and there's so much warm water there, it drives the weather trends all across the globe. And what that usually means for us right here in the southeast is that we see a subtropical jet stream develop, and that brings in above normal precipitation. So while it has been very dry the last several months, as we head into the winter months, we're going to begin to see more and more precipitation develop because we'll see Gulf lows develop, and that is storm systems along the Gulf Coast they move up kind of the I-85 corridor and then move right here into Virginia, bringing us above normal precipitation. So that's the number one key. The second key to the forecast this winter is the cold air, of course. And if we have above normal precipitation and cold air colliding with the precipitation, then what does that mean? Well, hey, it's going to mean either a cold rain, snow, or ice. And it does look like with the chances of widespread precipitation above normal this year, that does bring up our chances of winter weather for the season. So I did pull the numbers, and our normal annual snowfall for Lynchburg is around 15 inches of snow per season. And then Roanoke is 20, 27 inches is the annual snowfall for Blacksburg. Mm -hmm. But with this pattern set up, I wouldn't be surprised to see snowfall totals above normal because we have the situation that is setting up for this winter. Hmm. So how do we get our order in just for snow and take the one in the middle and not the other? Right, exactly. (laughs) And, and, And living in this area, it is so complicated when it comes to that because it almost always seems like we have some sort of situation where there's a warm air flowing in above, which Mm -hmm. causes us to have what we call the cold air damming situation. And then that means that, yes, we do have to deal with the ice. And that is just part of living here. And and the crazy part about forecasting, because a lot of times I'll hear from folks saying, 
God, if y'all could ever just get the snowfall forecast right. <laughs> well, sometimes when, when we have storm systems that are bringing uh, a winter storm, it usually is a combination of everything. So you've got all snow in Amherst, you have sleet in Lynchburg, mm-hmm. in Alta Vista you've got freezing rain, mm-hmm. and then in Danville you've got ice and just rain. So yeah, all these beautiful why, mountains that they love, that they move then, here for, yeah. make things unpredictable. <laughs> it sure does, and it, that, that's, that's one thing that complicates a lot of things. And, 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 and not only that, but a lot of times, you, you don't have uh, uh, enough cold air in place to just keep it totally snow for the entire region, all of the entire event. Mm-hmm. And so that's also what complicates snowfall totals as well, because you start off and you're getting one to two inches of snowfall every few hours, but then when it switches over to ice, then you don't, and then that's what can, can kind of complicate your snowfall total uh, a forecast. I'm going to get you to jump over the mountain just for a moment uh, and talk about the Shenandoah Valley side. And I've, I've often told people it seems like the mountains keep keep a lot of it away from us, but it stays in that Shenandoah Valley. Of course, down goes down into the Roanoke Valley. What makes that so unique when it comes to snowfall, Matt? Oh, okay, so so for for that region, so from the Shenandoah Valley southward into Roanoke, in that area. Sometimes that there can be a very, very thick, cold layer that gets trapped there. So when Lynchburg starts off with an all-snow event, and mm-hmm. then it starts changing over to ice and eventually maybe even rain, in the Shenandoah Valley and even in the Roanoke Valley, and I've seen this happen several times, that cold air is trapped between the mountains in West Virginia and then the Blue Ridge Mountains mm-hmm. to the east. Okay. And, 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 and the entire time, it stays snow, and you could end up with maybe 10 inches in Lynchburg of snow and ice, mm-hmm. and then you go hop over to Roanoke or Lexington or, or northward, and it could be all snow the entire time, and they end up with 20, 24 inches of snow. Wow. And I've seen that happen several times living here the past uh, 20 years. So, yeah, it gets trapped in there. An- another question that I'm just curious about, it seems like in the past, when those snowstorms came from the south up that I-85 corridor that you mentioned earlier, it seems like when it's when it's predicted that way, they tend to happen in some fashion, it seems, in my mind. The big storms seem like they've come from the south up. Is that is that a percentage-wise half the time or more of the time? Yes. Most of the time when we get a substantial snowstorm, that's what happens. You get the areas of low pressure that develop along the Gulf Coast, head up through Atlanta, and then up I-85, and then up through eastern Virginia. Mm-hmm. Now, our biggest snowstorms are actually kind of a mix of both. So what happens is you have that Gulf low mm-hmm. that kind of gets off the coast of Savannah, transfers into a coastal low, and then it really blows up into a huge storm. And then that can really deliver not only uh, moisture from the Gulf of Mexico, but moisture from the Atlantic. And then that's when you see the big-time snowstorms. So if you were around here in 1993, mm-hmm. had a huge yeah, snowstorm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then in 96, a huge snowstorm. And then um, we all remember 
the winter of 2009, 2010, we had three blizzards back to back to back. It started in December, and then uh, we we had snow on the ground from December through February of that year. That was also the year that... If memory serves me correctly, it was over 30 inches here in Lynchburg for the total Mm -hmm. for all of that. That was the same year that the flu hit our house, Mm. and it took all five of us out in like a 48-hour period. And let's throw a blizzard on top of it. Yes. Yeah, I'll never forget so that. you were really stuck. Can, yeah, you, uh, can you give us a specific forecast for Rose Ridge, uh, <laughs> where, where Janet lives? Yeah, that's, up, right. the, that's up in the mountains right She's, there right there where uh, uh, Tennessee and Virginia and Kentucky, they, they get some nice weather up in there, let yeah. me tell you. <laughs> I'll tell you, yep. And, and, and this winter, any higher elevation locations, get ready. So Blacksburg, uh, Hot Springs, mm-hmm. uh, Wintergreen, all those areas, it could be a good year, especially for the, the ski resorts around the area, just because we've got all of this moisture coming in and the elevation is high enough to keep it mainly snow the entire time. So it is good news for uh, folks that live in and around the mountains, because it, it, especially if you're looking for winter weather. Yeah, I'll just put it to you like that. So, in other words, maybe make sure that you really have those batteries and those kinds of things that you're you're going to need. Uh, some, you know, you can't put bread or, in and uh, milk in advance because those are the same <laughs> be the things that go all the time. We talked. Although to, I've heard that you can freeze milk, so okay. uh, yeah, you can. I don't know about that. Hey, um, and, and and you know, with um, all of this winter weather, it, it's almost like an insurance policy, though. So you you, you get your snow shovel and mm-hmm. your sled and anything else, and maybe even a sl- snow blower, and then it seems like you don't even need it. Right. And then, but if you don't have it, oh boy, get ready. Uh-huh. We got some bad winter weather on the way. So I'm not getting a snow blower or a shovel or anything because <laughs> I, I I'm really looking for at least some good snowstorms to go sledding with the kids. That yeah. sounds good, Matt. Ferguson, our staff meteorologist here in the Virginia Talk Radio Network. Matt, always uh, great to have you on the air. Thanks thanks for giving us a, a forecast and for this winter. Enjoyed it as always. Enjoy the mild weather this week while we have it, 60s. Okay. Indeed. Sounds good. Uh, have Take a good day. You too, buddy. It is 716 here on the Morning Jam. I'm okay with a little bit of snow, you know? Yeah, me too. Call Janet and Mark. 434-534-8500 or toll free 866-916-3776 call the morning jam the morning jam It's the rebirth of Common Sense Talk Radio. We are the Morning Jam. It is 7.20 here on a Monday. It's the Morning Jam. Mark and Janet here. If you missed part of Matt's interview, we'll upload it on our SoundCloud page here in a little bit. Just an announcement here, too. Uh, beginning last Friday, we started putting our, our podcast form of the show on four different places you can hear us now, including uh, SoundCloud, which has always been our go-to. Spotify now, you can go 
listen to the Morning Jam, Google's podcast, and Apple podcast. You can catch the Morning Jam on all those platforms now. Thanks to uh, Trey and our boss pushing on that and getting that done for us. So, Okay, so you said we put the podcast up. Yeah. Did you put the podcast up? Well, I upload it. I added it after but the show. But did you put it on? Did you actually well, put I, it on the thing? Well, I upload it onto okay, the... Okay, I'm fact-checking you right now, and I think you're taking credit for something that you didn't do, much like Ron DeSantis. I, I do it every day after the show. I actually edit the show, uh-huh. the the morning jam, right. eye-opener, all yeah. three hours, all the sure, interviews. I know. Edited and uploaded But did you put SoundCloud. it on Spotify? Well, no, that R. Okay, did you put it on Google? Well, no, the R. Okay, but did you put it on Apple? The R. Okay, see, if NBC was fact checking you, they would say you were taking credit for something you shouldn't. Okay, is that not the most ridiculous? Was that not the most immature conversation we ever had just now? (laughs) Well, you wouldn't let me get my answer out. Exactly. The RSS feed does it. (laughs) I don't. It does. (laughs) So NBC. Yeah, I was, I was, that wasn't real, folks. That was completely <laughs> dripping with sarcasm. NBC, um, who, I mean, let's face it, they're they're known for ridiculous, getting more ridiculous all the time. I mean, first of all, they were um, fact-checking Ron DeSantis oh. for saying he flew home 700 people from Israel and said it was half-truth. That was a half-truth. Well, they were sending jets over there to bring... American citizens back. I remember when that happened. Well, he signed an executive order to release funds mm-hmm. so that a Florida nonprofit could go and get 700 Israelis and and save them. Right, right. Basically. Yeah. NBC said that was a half-truth. Why is it a half-truth if he Well, did he it? wasn't flying the plane. Well, of Mark. course he's not flying the plane. He's the governor of Florida, not a pilot. Exactly. I mean, it's just. But they're they're trying to get oh, him on oh, that. Oh, he's a, he's he was just responsible oh, for oh, well getting then, the money. Okay, well then let's take it to it Joe's. It was the nonprofit who really. Let's take it to Joe's that, lap. He says I created fourteen million jobs. Did you really, Joe? Right. Did you, Joe? Well, if if you consider he lost fourteen million jobs and then he you know somehow managed to get some of them back. I right. mean, maybe. This is where we are now. It's absolutely that's, insane. That's a, a media that's bankrupt. I mean. <laughs> he didn't fly I the thought, plane therefore he I didn't thought, do it i thought it had to have been made up um so nbc news fact checking this is i'm i'm reading this is the nbc this is what they put out off their website okay uh ron DeSantis. i sent planes over to israel and brought back over 700 people to safety first of all he said i sent planes right sent which means i right. didn't i didn't right. you know fly them this is half true DeSantis signed an executive order that allowed the Florida Division of Emergency Management to pay for Americans on, in Israel to fly back to the U.S., but the flights were organized by a nonprofit, and DeSantis's primary role was to fund the flights. Okay. Can you believe they're calling that a half-truth? Well, I remember what the truth is for Biden. The right. Biden administration says if you're an American, we'll get you home, but you're going to have to pay for your damn flight. Right. That's exactly. the truth. Right. Jeez. They've also oh, that been is so pitiful. They've been also mocked. Apparently, they hate DeSantis, which makes me love him even more. Right, right. If, if they hate him this much, people they need to be taking a serious look yeah. at this man. Yeah, they're afraid of him. They also um, received some mockery. After they called out Ron DeSantis 
for <laughs> mocking Joe Biden's kid. Okay. Who's 53. Right. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, I think kids are out of bounds. Oh, my gosh. Um, Unless you're taking I, millions of dollars under the table. Well, what, what was, from foreign was governments. saying is, I don't think, it, he didn't think it was appropriate to, for them to go after genuine kids. I right. mean, you don't. No, I, I yeah. get that. I, and like they did Barron and. Have you seen, yeah. have you seen the checks that surfaced over the weekend? Mm. The copies of a check for, it's either $200,000 or $400,000 written out to Joe Biden. Yeah. This is the pay, and it was dated 2018. <laughs> is anybody surprised? I, I'm not surprised. I'm surprised we're seeing the actual copy of the check, you know, because and if it wasn't for Republicans running the Congress, we would never know any of this. It would all be just on Fox News, and we wouldn't know anything. The headline read, Ron DeSantis says it's out of bounds to attack, attack candidates' kids, except for Hunter Biden. <laughs> right, okay. What a joke. I, well, you know, they said Joe's just guilty of loving his son, Janet. Oh, yes. Well, there right. you go. I mean, <laughs> I knew... I knew NBC was in the hip pocket. That's that's pitiful. But this is just so blatant. It it's is. just crazy. To and me. you know, we didn't play the clip, but other shows played the clip. You know, to the point of exhaustion. Yeah. Um, uh, Rob, uh, Vivek going after NBC News at the beginning of the debate. He went after the Republican, the head of the Republican Party. Yeah. So um, why are they picking? Why are they picking at Ron DeSantis? Well, I don't know. With it these seemed, ridiculous. Seem like they go things. after Vivek because he literally called them out in front well, of them. Well, they know Vivek doesn't stand a chance. Right. That's probably why. But it was it was it was probably one of the and, and best look, moments. The way they're going, neither does DeSantis, which well, makes Florida happy. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Same thing. Although you pointed we out felt, some uh, some polls from when Clinton was yeah, running. Yeah. Clinton was at like. Clinton, 1.7%. Clinton was, he wasn't even doing as well as DeSantis. Mm -hmm. So you never know. Yeah. Hey, you're on the morning jam. Good morning. Hey, it's Todd from FNL. How are y'all doing? Hey, good morning, Todd. How are Todd. you? I'm going to bring up a little lighter subject back to the weather situation. Yeah. Uh, the uh, last year I went out and booked all these snow shovels and slits and right. ice and everything. And I saw, and I never do that normally because. Yeah, it's usually not a problem, you know, because we don't get that much weather. But I went out and spent quite a bit of money and booked all this stuff, and I've got it all in the, in the store. Well, guess what happened last year? We didn't see a drop of snow yeah, or ice, right. really. Yeah. So I didn't book any this year because I had all this left over. So I'm predicting a very bad snow this year, okay? <laughs> I'm just well, here's the beauty of it. Inflation fully hadn't kicked in by the time you made that purchase either, right? Not fully. Yeah, so, I mean, it had picked know, in some, but... Yeah, the interest on that money is probably... I'm oh, gonna come that's going right. to eat out. Yeah, that's going to eat it yeah. up. Shoot, I didn't think about that, brother. Yeah, you know, I have to look at the whole concept yeah. to that. But, sure. But just, uh, yeah, that's my that's my insight to the snow, because uh, since everybody laughed at me last year, because I had <laughs> I gotcha. all that stuff, and we moved it around, you know, three or four times. <laughs> right. But, yeah. <laughs> So uh, we'll probably have a really bad snow because I didn't buy any more. <laughs> so, well, but at least you'll get rid of what you have. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's so great. That's my prediction. So, but, okay. Yeah. It's uh, always that know, way. It, it, you 
know, it's like you devour a bunch of anything, and you know, it doesn't happen. But it'll, it'll it usually comes back to bite me. So this will probably <laughs> so, come back and get me. So. so, what are your thoughts on freezing milk? <laughs> Matt was talking it, about that. Yeah, it's okay. I, you know, I, I, I don't drink a lot of milk anymore because oh, okay. of my diabetes. I see. But uh, you know, it, my wife doesn't like it if it's froze. Mm-hmm. I tell you, she doesn't like it because it. You know, it gets so it's hard to get it thawed completely. Well, that was that was our experience over the years was well, getting it thawed out. I had a um, a mother of like ten who would come in and buy all all the milk that was getting ready to expire as soon as it got oh, marked okay. down, right. and she would and she would keep it in the in the freezer. Okay, um, because I mean she was she was raising ten Spen- kids, so she went through a lot of, of milk. Yeah, sure, and uh, I will say if you're cooking with it, it doesn't make any difference. Yeah, it's perfectly no, fine. It yeah, gotcha. No. Yeah, that wouldn't make any difference at all. Mm-mm. But if you're going to put it in your coffee or something, yeah, people will be funny about that one. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That all is right. True. Well, y'all have a great day. We're still celebrating our 30 years for one more week, and then we're going to have giveaways on Friday. So we'll be okay. That's going to be this Friday. Okay. All right. That's, that all right. That sounds 30th good, anniversary buddy. of F&L Market. They are yeah. celebrating big time yep. over there. Thanks for I calling in, Todd. I had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with a glass of milk last night for my supper. Did you really? It was yummy. Very simplistic. I like I, it. I felt like I was like eight years old. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it was good. I had popcorn and a salad. Oh, Interesting. Well, I, I that's made... an Ocasio Cortez <laughs> dinner. Did you have a glass of wine with it? No, I didn't. Oh no. Okay. Um, I I had made the popcorn earlier and forgot about it. I got I got busy doing stuff, so I was munching on the popcorn while I was making. I made the salads because my wife was working in the yard so hard last evening, and then I went out to to join her and forgot about my popcorn. So, anyways, it's seven thirty-one. Kimberly McBroom has some stories, and then Janet and I will come back. But first. The CBS News Brief. CBS News Brief. And currently, temperatures aren't moving a whole heck of a lot at this point. Uh, we have 34 degrees in Appomattox, Amherst, Danville, 33 in Lynchburg, 36 in Bedford, uh, 33 in Salem and Roanoke. There you go. Okay. There you have it. My so this, uh, this story... It was uh, during Gordon Deal's show earlier, and, and I went out and found it because it was, uh, it was interesting. A man hiking got bit but what he thought was oh. just a regular snake, Uh-oh. Uh, like a boa kind of snake. It was in Australia. Oh. So it's a little bit different. Oh, it's not, I was not like, here, wait, what? Not here locally. And um, went home, thought it was okay and everything, and then he, he got very, very sick. Oh, dear. Ended up going to the, to the hospital. It was a broad-headed snake, venomous, uh, neurotoxic to this particular hiker out there. And, uh, you know, he, he just, again, didn't worry about it because he thought it was just a regular regular old, uh, you know, boa out there in the, in the wild. Apparently, they just kind of grow out there in, in uh, Aussie land. And thankfully, after getting very sick, he, he went to the hospital, was taken care of, and, and then, they, then they realized this was a, indeed a, a toxic uh, a snake. Uh, it was a it was a bad case of uh, miss snake and identity. Dead silence. The forest fire department <laughs> said two people were injured after a reported chemical fire. Which, if there was one close by, I might throw my co-host into. <laughs> 
Um, hey, thanks. At 4.15 a.m., company, you know I'm kidding, sort of. Uh, <laughs> company 5, I can't believe, like, we spent that much time. That was horrible. Uh, company 5 was dispatched to the 300 block of Enterprise Drive for this reported chemical fire. A unit arrived to find a large industrial facility with smoke showing, firefighters said. The uh, engine stretched to find a small fire in the building. Tower 5 ventilated the structure after the fire was put out, according to firefighters. The company operated on the scene for two hours before returning to service. Two injuries were reported from the incident, according to firefighters. One is being treated at VCU, the other at Lynchburg General. The fire is under investigation by the fire marshal's office. So I'm assuming that was a completely fake story. No, no, it was a real story. It was a real story. Uh, the ah. pun at the end, courtesy of Gordon Deal's show, Miss Snake and Identity. Um, that's how he ended the story. But it was a real story. Thankfully, he did. He did. Um, you know, survive the the snake bite. But again, it was. It looked apparently like a bow. I don't care what a snake bites yeah, a snake me. Snake bite is bite. I'm, is I'm, bite. I'm going and to I will the, tell you. And and like I, I say, he got very sick. Got very very sick. Uh-huh. And it was like even like black snakes and things like that their mouths sure. are filthy right oh yeah you can get all kinds yeah, of stuff yeah geez i feel like i'm gonna have to get on a on one of my buttons the liberty football you know theme, theme song, song when we bring this guy on dun, Kev- dun, dun, kevin on the line <laughs> he yeah, was you know i was i was just thinking about that old boy down in australia maybe he got a case of oh here we go. snake scratch fever what do you think there but uh, it was just a box but but anyways, uh, the torture uh, I endure with this. Job. I know, I know. You know, you you should definitely be compensated a whole lot more. <laughs> I should for the for the mental abuse workman's and for the for the for the lack of professionalism of your counterpart is showing today. I I, I agree. Not and let's there not even go. talk about the six months I had to endure Trey. I, I mean, know, I know, I know, I know. I well, got PTSD off that one. You, you do, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So <laughs> it's been it's been said uh, in the football world that a good offense throughout the season will win you games, but hmm. a defense that will win you championships. So I was at the game this past Saturday with me and my buds, and I was I was noticing from a fan in the stand. They they are they are honing their knives. They they are really coming together as a cohesive unit, and that is so critical as you get towards the end of the season and you know you're going to have the opportunity to go into a playoff, uh, you know, a championship and a bowl game. So they're what they're striving for is that they're going for the peak. They want mm-hmm. to peak at the right time. At the right time, it's right. Kind of, right, right. It's, it's kind of like these people that are in these reality uh, cooking and baking shows, and they have to go through a lot of a lot of shows. They want to peak also at the right time, yeah. so that they can win it in in the kitchen. So we're gonna we're gonna win this one here in the fields. So um, so I, I was so, you know they're, 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 go ahead. Well, with the score that that we had on Saturday, you probably wore that cowbell out that you uh, talk about, right? Well, I, I, I have to check the, the, the weld seams <laughs> to see if I've broken them. Right. I haven't broken them yet. 
but but the season's not over yet. So yeah, you're right. You know, I, I'm, I'm working on it there. But uh, so Liberty yeah, the guys, ten and zero. They they they're undefeated, and uh-huh. there's a good chance that they will go. And and I'll give credit to our pun master, our pun master in the next studio. Trey predicted four weeks ago to me, maybe three, that Liberty will probably not lose a game this year. And uh, we're well on our way. Yeah, he's probably right because uh, you look at our quarterbacks, he is he is the number one in the conference. Our, our, defense, uh, our defense just creates nightmares for offensive coordinators. We did have, and, a, have an injury on Saturday, number nine. I can't remember his name. He was injured. He did not come back for the second half. He was injured right before the half uh, was yeah, over. He's, he's one of our defensive right, linemen right. whose name slips in my Correct. mind. But hopefully right, he'll get right. back. He's a, he's a big old boy. And yeah. uh, the thing about Liberty I have noticed is that there is a strong, strong depth. Yeah, that they yeah have. there is. They, ha- they, have, they have a man go down. They say next man up. Yeah. And that that will also win you games and championships. So they're playing UMass. This coming Saturday, yeah, one o'clock. Um, one o'clock, and this past Saturday, it it was just it was a a beautiful, beautiful fall football day. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the, uh, the the barbecue from Country Smoke, man, you yeah, you, you just could you. It was excellent, and those cookies that we brought into the stadium or that we smuggled in the concert was the size oh, that was of. Medium-sized frisbees, I think. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Contraband. And, uh, like was, We've got contraband yeah. over in the uh, the bleacher section. Yeah, <laughs> Look for yeah, the guy but, with the but, giant but, cowbell. Exactly. Well, you know, those guys need to be ejected or, yeah, or fine exactly. or the other. Well, let's let's yeah, see. But, uh, let's see what we. Uh, well, let's let's come back and revisit this next Monday. Okay. Yes. And that, before yeah, I be, put you before I put you on the air, this will play. And thanks for the call, Kev. That's it, our our LU fanatic, uh, football yes. fan, Kevin. Thanks for calling Gotta in. Gotta love it. We're going to have Alan York on the show this Wednesday at 8.06. He is the voice of the Flames. We'll be excited to talk to Alan uh, this coming Wednesday at 8.06. Okay, there you go, Jan. Enough football. Oh, yeah. I gotta bring that down because I gotta. All right, so I gotta play something else here. So right. I told you my favorite story. I, I had a friend that worked over in that IT department at LU, mm-hmm. and right. and they got this graphic sent to them by the marketing department. And do you remember where it said "Be early, wear red"? Do you remember when they started yeah, yeah, that yeah, whole yeah. thing? So they sent me the image. Said I want you to I want you to check this image out that they want me to load up on on the website okay and it had the lu on the left side and then it had be early where where red right so it read lou burley <laughs> where red <laughs> to which i was like well i have to tell you the marketing side of me thinks that's a bad decision <laughs> however if that's what they're going for, have at it. I was like, I was like, this is not real. And they and then they sent me a screenshot of the of the instruction. You know, please find attached. Right. This is where we want it loaded. Lube early. Yes. All right. Let's do one, one more real quick here before uh, your five and dine. Stuff you can't make up. You're on the morning jam. You're right before the five and dine. You ought to feel very special right now. Good morning. 
Well, I try to feel special. This is Dr. Harb calling. Hey! Hey, guys. Hey, Mark, that was like the funniest thing I ever heard the, about the, the snake, the mistaken identity. That was fabulous. <laughs> I love you, Dr. Harb. Janet's having hey, her doubts uh, now. <laughs> uh-oh. I used to hey, love I you. <laughs> oh, no, Janet, I'm sorry. <laughs> Probably anyway, part hey, of the a- fun was that I was, like, so not responding. <laughs> There you go. I, yeah. The sil- hey, um, silence was. I hate to be the I hate to be the carrier of bad news, but there's another new virus in town. Oh, oh she. <laughs> All right. Well, well, okay. give us the skinny. Okay. There's the new virus called the chikungunya virus. I'm oh, come on. Come no, I'm on. No, I'm, I am no, being I'm pumped serious. all the way around. Say, say it again. Oh, no, no, I'm I'm not kidding here. Uh, so this virus is, is, is carried by the same mosquito that carries the Zika virus and the, and the dengue fever virus we previously talked about. Yeah, chikungunya. Virus, chikungunya. Gunya. Chikungunya. Yeah, chikungunya virus. I don't want that. So you, you know, so it's uh, it's being seen like the Americas, you know, Florida, the Caribbean, and so forth, mm-hmm. carried by the carried by the same mosquitoes that carry Zika and dengue fever. So, wow. Oh, you know, you got to watch out. If you go down to Florida, the Caribbean, you got to carry your insect repellent. Right. Wear long sleeves because, you know, that's another virus. It doesn't it doesn't kill you, but it can make you really sick. Especially wow. Especially if you got diabetes or heart disease. So okay. Uh, just thought I'd mention that. Well. <laughs> something else to look, something else to be, be worried about in the wow. world. Wow. Well, we, we, we definitely want to be informed because, you know, we're, we're better when we are informed, right? Mm. Absolutely. Especially about those snakes in Australia, you know? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Wow. <laughs> okay, you're, real quick, uh, you're a doctor. Yeah. I call you. I've yeah, got sir. a, I'm an adult or I have a small child and I call you. Look, my, my child was bit by a snake. I was bit by a snake. What should I do about right. it? I mean, I didn't get a good look at it because it saw the shovel. Uh, my shovel right. uh, soon thereafter. Uh, do, do you do you? What do you recommend? Well, if you if you get bit by a snake and you haven't observed, you don't you haven't seen it, especially if you're a child, you do need to go to the ER because we do have copperheads around here, mm-hmm. and we do have and we do have timber rattlers around here. Yes, and I've uh, I've I've seen them both out where I, I live out on Charlemont Road in Good, mm-hmm. you know, in a, in a sort of a rural area, and I've seen them both. I've seen a huge timber rattler out there. Yeah. And, uh, no, so, you thank know, you. If you get bitten by a snake and you didn't, you don't observe it. Yeah, you need to go to the ER. Okay. And especially very quickly if you're a child, because you can you can lose an arm or a leg. Oh my god! You know, gosh, with, a, wow. with a pipe, with a pipe, with a bite by a big copperhead. You know. Okay. So right. They're pretty. Da- they're pretty dangerous. Yeah. Okay. But even a, a bite with a regular snake can get quite infected. It can make you pretty sick. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We see. You know, we see a lot. We see a lot of black snakes, some garden snakes, but mm-hmm. you know, you can certainly get a, get a bad infection, mm-hmm. yeah. especially if you got, especially if you got diabetes. You know, if you have diabetes, you're you're at much higher risk for an infection. Interesting. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, Doctor Harp, thank you so much, and thanks for those texts uh, of those stories that you send us. It really is helpful. You bet. Thanks, guys. All have right. a Good Monday. Hey, you too, bud. All right, it's time to go to the kitchen. Let's go. Uh, any. Any snakes in this? Uh, in this? <laughs> no, just deliciousness. Okay. It's time for Janet's Five and Dine on the Morning Jam. Give her five minutes, and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight. 
Five and Dine is brought to you by our friends at FNL Market, Memorial Avenue, Lynchburg, where they continue to celebrate their 30th anniversary. They're going to be doing all those great giveaways this Friday, so it's not too late for you to go and get registered to win $200 worth of groceries from FNL. That'll go a long way there. So do swing by and get your name in that drawing. Well, you've been asking for specific recipes. I, I put it out there in our group site and you said we want some easy, delicious appetizers and some sides and some desserts. I've got you covered this holiday season. Today's recipe is for a, well, they're, they're quite addictive. It's a Southern Pecan cheese wafer. Oh. And they are beautiful on your uh, appetizer plate. Look great on a charcuterie, and uh, any cheese plate is really highlighted if you add this to it. In a large stand mixer, you're going to beat some butter, a cup of butter, with a teaspoon of Worcestershire sauce until it's smooth and creamy. Then you're going to add in two cups of all-purpose flour, a half a teaspoon of salt, cayenne pepper, and smoked paprika. Uh, Then you're going to beat that well, scrape down all the sides. Then you're going to add in a pound of freshly shredded. You don't use our previously shredded cheese. You need to shred it yourself because you don't want those, uh, the things that they coat it with Mm -hmm. in order to keep it from sticking. You want it freshly shredded. I use extra sharp, but you use whatever you like. If you want to use regular sharp, you can do that. Add the cheddar cheese, beat it well, cover the dough and chill for at least two to three hours. I usually chill it the day before. Then you preheat your oven to 350 degrees, line your bake sheet with parchment paper or a silicone bake mat, and then you're going to roll it into one-inch balls. I use a little scoop so that they're all perfectly round, and put them one inch apart. Press the top of each ball um, with a fork, and then you're going to put a pecan on top of each wafer and then bake it for 18 to 20 minutes until the edges are quite brown and then let them cool in the pan for five minutes transfer it to a wire rack and you can store it covered on the counter um it's best served within two days which is a joke because i have to hide them until i put them out on the the table so there you go um you can also reheat them like if you're doing things ahead of time for thanksgiving Um, because they can lose a bit of their crunch. So you can put them back on the bake sheet for about five minutes and they'll get crispy again if you want to do that. This is great for Thanksgiving. Very popular. Find the recipe by going to Facebook. Type in Janet's Five and Dine. Brought to you by F&L Market, Memorial Avenue, Lynchburg. Before you fire up the coffee maker, turn on the Morning Jam with Janet and Mark. 6 to 9 a.m. on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. Jam. Mm-hmm. Flying away. Yeah. Yeah, we are. Getting to turn the mics off. And... <laughs> I got busy. I was like, Mark, you know, sometimes like I go off on things when we're <laughs> when we're on there. I was like, why am I hearing? It's a oh, hot mic moments. Hot Sorry mic moments. That. Yeah, we we don't have anything too sexy, and most of the stuff <laughs> I would say on the air. Right. <laughs> anyway, this is true. So this is true. There, there is that. <laughs> um. So we were talking. We've had a couple of stories this morning alone Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where we just say you know the mainstream media it's like they're trying to destroy this country yeah like they're working overtime to spread misinformation we talked about nbc just the ridiculousness of you know the half-truths 
Ron DeSantis is half truth. He didn't fly the plane to save those people from Israel. So we're going to mark that as a half truth. So therefore, he didn't help rescue them. 700 people, right. He, he sent the planes. He says kids are off limits, except for Hunter Biden, who's not a child. <laughs> right. I mean, granted, he doesn't take wrong responsibility, so well, he is this childlike. Is true. This is true. And that, and spoiled. But, yeah. so, it, well, yeah, and it, it brought thing. me to something that I was talking about when we first came on this morning. Mm-hmm. I was listening to a podcast. One oh, of my yeah, favorite yeah. podcasts is Criminal. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's Phoebe Judge does it. It is from the, the National Public Radio in North Carolina. She's very good, and her stories are always extremely interesting. Right. There is an episode called The Liverpool Exchange, and it was talking about um, the heroin epidemic um, in the 1980s. And the chairman of the local organization where people would go for drug counseling says, we are on the brink of a complete catastrophe. Then a small group of people decided to, to try something. And that's what the whole thing oh, okay. is about. is right. about how these individuals came in mm-hmm. and made a difference in that heroin epidemic. Okay. Well, during the interview, they had an a excerpt from an interview that uh, Paul McCartney did. Yeah. And, of course, their Beatles were very well known in Liverpool. Sure. And they banned... Things from Sgt. Pepper's right. Lonely Hearts Club Band because they said it was drug related and the Beatles were trying to get your your children hooked on drugs. And right, right. I don't remember any of that because right. I wasn't born yet. Mm-hmm. But but I've I've heard of it. Right. And you're a big well, Beatles fan. Right. Yeah. I remember Art Linkletter, you know, tied his mm-hmm. daughter's death to to uh, Lucy in the Sky and okay. that kind of thing. Okay. And, uh, well, this is Paul McCartney being interviewed by a journalist and they're trying to go there again. And, and this is what he what said. What year is this now? This Just... would have been 63, okay. maybe? 64? Okay. Uh, I that think. sounds about right. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, so take a listen. In 1967, a reporter asked Paul McCartney why he'd been so open about using LSD. Well, do you think you have now encouraged your fans to take drugs? I don't think it'll make any difference. You know, I don't think... My fans are going to take drugs just because I did, you know. But the thing is, that's not the point anyway. You know, I was asked whether I had or not. And then from then on, the whole bit about how far it's going to go and how many people it's going to encourage is up to the newspapers and up to you, you know, on television. I mean, you're spreading this now at this moment. This is going into all the homes, you know, in Britain. And I'd rather it didn't, you know. But you're asking me the question. You want me to be honest. I'll be honest, you know. But as a public figure, surely you've got a responsibility to lots and no, lots of No, it's you've got the responsibility. You've got the responsibility not to spread this now. You know, I'm quite prepared to keep it as a very personal thing, if you will, too. Interesting. That is interesting. It, it is interesting. And, it, it, and the thing about it is, if they hadn't started talking about it, mm-hmm. he wasn't going to lie to them. Right. He said, you're, you're going to ask me a question. I'm going to give you an, mm-hmm. a, an honest answer. I would prefer to keep it private. You're the one that keeps talking about it and talking about it. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of truth to that. Now, yeah. I don't agree you know, when he said he doesn't think it makes one way, one, a difference one way or the other. Um, because I do think it does influence young people based on sure. what, who their, their yeah. idols and people they look up to are doing. And then right. they don't think it's dangerous anymore. Yeah. Um, but he does have a point that yeah. is well taken. Yeah. 
Yeah, 67. I'm trying to, I'm, in my mind, maybe my brother will straighten me out. I mean, McCartney might have been 26, I don't 27 know. at that point, maybe. But, I mean, we know they were vested with pot and yeah. things oh, like yeah. that. Um, yeah, McCartney especially. But after that came out, they started reading drugs into everything they wrote and mm-hmm. everything that, you know, like it, even in Sgt. Pepper's, they were like, oh, you know, oh, the holes, you know, that was referring to holes in your arms from being a druggie. And, and Lennon was like, actually, it's potholes. Right. And, you know, that's what we're, we're writing about. But it was the, the newspapers, the television that pushed this narrative yeah. that changed culture and influenced people. And we're seeing it happen still today. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no yeah. doubt about it. I the mean, Liverpool t- Exchange. That's what the podcast what is called on with, Criminal, uh, if you want to hear Taylor it. Taylor Swift recently in the ranch and the ketchup. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're listening to the-